guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club. I forgot to change that sound. Andrew Beckwith appears as like the stream. Welcome to the Oxford Holy Club. I am, and there's Matt Barber coming in, interrupting. <laughs> I I'm, love it. Magical. I am one quarter. I wish I actually, could like it unlimited times. Tonight, I'm one third of your host, Brad Silicker. I'm Matt Barber. Every, did everybody take a drink? Did everybody, everybody go for a drink? We are the uh, least coordinated people. Oh, uh, you think I'm we could pull this together? Too. Andrew Beckwith. And who are you, see Andrew? Sir? Who's the other gentleman? Yeah, I already, I already said. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to get this it. get it shared because I missed Texting. sharing it. Well, I'm sorry. You couldn't get your texts out before. Texting. No, hey, listen, guys, before we get into the episode, I want to remind everybody that you can head on over <laughs> to OxfordHolyClub.com um, yeah. to find out all the information. If you are doing the SMORP along with us, you can download the document there. If you're interested in our merch, we've got mugs, we have t-shirts. It's available through our website. Now, I did, I haven't had a chance to fix it yet, but someone pointed out they had a hard time finding the button for the merch because it's nestled right in with the, the submission button for your questions and tiebreaker submissions. Um, so if you're looking for the merch, there's a little button on the website that says merch or something to that effect. Um, but I can be rocking my shirt next week. It's that, shipped. I've, oh, that's so exciting. I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm pumped, man. That's fantastic. Um, don't forget, if you do also prefer to listen just by audio, the audio of this episode comes out tomorrow um, by around lunchtime, and it will be on YouTube, potentially. Although, having said that, our resident YouTube uploader, Lucas... Because it's so difficult. Isn't... Well, hold on. You, everybody's got to have something. No, but... Um, Actually, yeah. He, he and his family are in Cuba. Now... We have a five-star review, ladies and gentlemen. Make some noise. I just... Is there a name attached? Um, yes, there is. But before I get to oh. that, now I'm leaving out some of, of this because it, half of it was more directed towards me. Um, the other... Well, hold on. The other half, it says really nice things about you. Um, me? No, not you specifically. It was, that was a royal you. Uh, don't hold back, keep asking questions and keep evaluating your own answers. It's what allows you to answer with such confidence instead of arrogance. God bless the whole crew. And that is from Mark, user Mark D. Ryan coming in with that five stars. Matt, you know, Mark. The first part of the conversation is about uh, we've got some connection through Big Lake. So, Mark, if you're watching, if you're listening, thank you very much for the five-star review. That definitely helps us. Mark Ryan. You, Matt, you can just keep saying the name over and over. It's not a Beetlejuice thing. The dude's not going to appear. <laughs> who's, who's Mark Ryan? Why can't I picture that? That'll be our new T-shirt. Who's Mark Ryan? <laughs> who's Mar just a question mark, a silhouette of a person and with who's just Mark Ryan? Oxford like Holy Club. Six times down the shirt. Mark Ryan, who is he? Uh, he's, uh, he's a friend of yours. No. Yes, boy, he's a friend. So anyway, uh, don't forget you can send in a one minute message if you'd like through, <laughs> just keep saying it, through uh, the link that's in the description. And uh, welcome to the episode, episode totally 86. 
all of the five star review stuff because my headphones stopped. Ep- it was it was confusing. Episode. Welcome to episode eighty six, Jaywalkers Remnant, and the return of Super Fight. But ah. before we get to anything else, let's toss to Andrew and the tiebreaker. Oh, all right. So we just want to make sure everyone knows. You can send us your tiebreakers, whether they are something to do with you and your spouse, a friend, just something that really uh, maybe annoys you a lot and you want somebody to hopefully agree with you. (laughs) You can send us your tiebreakers. You just go to OxfordHolyClub.com. You uh, click on the anonymous form, send in your tiebreaker. Make sure if it is somebody like your spouse or friend that (laughs) they agree to you sending it in. We don't want to cause real fights. If, uh, but only if they, it only, I think it only matters if they watch, right? If, yeah, if you and, and your spouse watch. a lot of restrictions on this thing. Just send us your difficult questions. No. Make sure. Your that, arguments. Well, make sure you're not going to cause any trouble by sending us your uh-huh. question. But we would love to help you solve your question. And so we have a good, uh, this is a pretty good one, I think, uh, <laughs> for tonight. And so here we go. I live in a big city and aim to obey pedestrian street crossing laws. Good guy or girl. I often Very inclusive see pedestrians of you. starting to cross the street even after the red hand has been flashing for a while, meaning they won't make it to the other side of the street before the light changes and cars will have to wait on them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These pedestrians don't even try to perform the fake uh-oh run when the light <laughs> changes. If I see another pedestrian starting to cross the street too late, may I get in on the action? So oh, this, one took, this one took so a we, turn, eh? Yeah, we can't answer this because then we might be culpable to whatever crime they... Video proof. We become know? accessories? Is that what you're thinking, Matt? Oh, absolutely. Where they could just be like, they said we could. I took them on good faith. Eh. Do you think this listener is just standing there right now? <laughs> <They've>, <laughs> just they're waiting. waiting. No, they're he's, waiting. He's in his car. Yeah, in his car, just waiting. <laughs> I will the say corner. that if you are not doing the fake uh-oh run, you're rude. You're a rude person. Yeah. Well, you're rude to be out there, but you're you're more than rude to not be pretending to be upset by it. Okay, yeah. so does that make sense? So you're already rude. You're already in the rude camp, but yeah. to mitigate so, the rude, fake it. Yeah. Fake so it till you make I, it. Aaron and I, my wife, are in very different camps on this, and I've never even asked her about it. It's just based on solely ex- experience. We'll find out at the next like, week's tiebreaker. That if it's if it's flashing, Aaron will just be like, okay, let's go. To which I am always like, no, 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 we wait. But mm. I've always felt bad thinking, oh, I'm just lazy. I don't want to walk faster. But I, maybe <laughs> no, I've no, had no, this no, in no. reverse. Maybe I've been had this backwards. What do you do you're with yellow lazy. lights with your car? Do you take the same approach as you're driving with the yellow light? Maybe this no, means I'm I should go faster. No, I'm very strategic about that. If, if I have to brake in order to, like if I have to like significantly brake to stop for the yellow light, then I go through the yellow. That's And I think that's kind of the rule, is it not? Yeah, if you got to even want to say, I don't know that we want to say on your brakes, uh, then you're supposed to keep going. Like you, can, yeah, that's right. It yeah, could so be more dangerous to slam yeah. on your brakes than to go through. But mm-hmm. we're talking about if this guy can get in on the action or girl, uh, and that's you know open to interpretation. Yeah, 
I, I, did, I think it's, it just, this blows my mind because you listen, you read this whole thing and you're thinking this person's going to say, is that all right? Or is that wrong? Like they're looking for the definite, are these people in the, in the right to, to go for it or are they wrong? And then what really happens is it takes a twist and they're like, I want in. Can I, can I get in? So, yeah. so the, t- the question really is they think it's awesome. Can they get in? Is it all right? I, for, so the answer is clearly no. Oh, is it? Is I, it? Is it? No that one clear? deserves to be mowed down, even <laughs> if they're even if they're a stupid pedestrian. I fair? will say you are justified in feeling angst angry <laughs> towards this person um, <coughs> as a Christian. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, go Andrew. No, I'm would... saying I'm saying me as a Christian. Uh, I, I would try and let it go. I would have difficulty because. It is a big pet peeve of mine. I did not write this, but it really speaks to me. <laughs> um, so Brad and I were talking about this just before we come on the podcast. And it's this idea of there's this this righteous anger. There's like yeah. holy <laughs> anger, which you're you're in the right to be. So here's a fun jaywalking story. Oh. Um, okay. First time I ever really leave PEI. I go to university in Calgary. I go to the Nazarene University. And our dorm... Like our apartment was on the opposite side of the Bow River of where the school was. So to get there, you had to walk. You had to go on and over like a, like a pedestrian walkway and overpass and then go down and then up another to go across the bridge. I'm lost. To cross the bow. It added a significant. <laughs> you had amount. to cross the road. And <laughs> so, well, you, but you had to take the, and the Sounds stairs like a lot like of justifying. This, and then up and down and back and up and over. So uh, it was like first first week, and I had this cheap backpack, and they were everybody else was on their way. We're all walking because school started at the same time, of course. And uh, I was going to head up towards the pedestrian walkway, and everybody else was just like, "No, no, just come over, follow us." And there's this like the gate would be well, not a gate, like a guardrail would probably be four and a half feet. Hold on, five. ladies and gentlemen, we have a new tiebreaker. Matt said this Corey, this story is cool. I challenge that. So okay. if, if we could take that to the tiebreaker. So because I'm so, lost, man. I'm so lost. Anyway, keep going. So instead of going on this overpass, which would have added a total of two minutes to my walk, sure. We're gonna jaywalk Memorial Drive. Pretty sure it was called Memorial. So somebody's, anyway, somebody's speaking to you. They're we're Memorial Run. Thank you, Grace. Grace knows all about this. Yes. Oh my goodness. And so <laughs> it's a tradition. My, this is my first week. I got a cheap backpack. I jump the rail. I'm following everybody else. Boom. Backtrap back. Backpack straps, snaps, papers all over Memorial Drive. <laughs> and so I stop because I'm used to Prince Edward Island traffic and I'm gathering books and gather, and everybody's like, get off the road, get off the road. Because <laughs> I'm in the middle of Calgary. Yeah. So it was the last time I ever did. Thank you so much, Grace. Memorial run. It was otherwise, it could have been my memorial. But uh, oh, yeah. So that was the jaywalking. Uh, okay. Hey, we great. should give a shout out to Grace for watching. And t- it says Tiffany's also watching. Tiffany Beckwith. I, so I, my mom. I, 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 hey, brother. Karen. And I Imagine. learned I learned this week, Matthew, that if your mother is watching, so mm-hmm. is your father. He's on a separate iPad with headphones laughing at us. <laughs> yeah, he uh, is. As well. Uh, so oh, hi. Yeah, you can see hey, my Alan. folks. Eh? They're alley. Yeah, I saw them. Um, I did put up in the chat, I think. I'm not sure how it works because I don't get to access it. I put up a, a poll in Facebook for the tiebreaker. Should you cross? The, should you still try to cross the road? Uh, run, forest, run is yes. Or hold up, wait a minute is no. Uh, hold so up, wait a minute. Feel free to uh, to vote. Oh, 100% says hold up. Ah. That was me. Okay. <laughs> 
I've been on I've been on both sides, and what when I found it harder when we were in Phoenix in the summer, uh, uh, last summer we had we were trying to get fifty students across all these, um, you know, just across the street, and. And it would drive me because you're trying to keep your group together, so you've got to go quick. You've got to get across quick. Matt, you remember this stuff? You've done it. Oh yeah. And it's it's just ridiculous. And the lights start counting down, and people don't pick up the pace. The group's getting bigger. Hey, Mike, thanks for liking the stream. And and then all of a sudden, you've just got people Gee. in the road, and traffic is trying to go. But because there's so many of you, so what I'm suggesting is this: Can you get in on the action? Yes, but only if you've got critical mass. I think that someone could do it if you can just rally some people together, maybe maybe put it out at your work uh, and say, hey, I'm looking to get a crew to cross the road. Would you come with me? All right. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Great. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, well, wow. So we're just moving on from that. I, I toss you guys. I have a major issue with that. I, I toss you guys gold and you just you just toss it away. That's fine. I, I, like, I did like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Are we done with this then? Yeah. Uh, I, the the Christian in me, like Andrew, says you should hold, obey the law. That's what I said. I said that first. Well, it's hard to know. I'm a better Christian. I said it first. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Matt, you, can I toss to you? <laughs> yeah, sure, guys. So listen, it's uh, Brad said it earlier, and I agree with him. It feels like it's been forever uh, since uh, we chatted. How was your week, Andrew? Tell us what was uh, what's going on. Big news. Oh, How's the, first of all, how's the bathroom? Can we have a bathroom update? Oh, it's so coming. We're taking a quick yeah. bathroom break. <laughs> I just need to do, I just need to do some touch-ups on the drawers and, uh, and like painting wise. Okay. And then that's done. But then there's can like, you, can you do a big favor well, oh, before no. next week's episode? Can you show, just shoot like a one minute video of you showing <laughs> all the cool things you changed in your bathroom and we'll, we'll play it. You know how we did that? We played the video for the Stronger Men's Conference. <laughs> Why? I think people are. Why not? We'd love to vote, see what you, vote in the chat. Do you care what my bathroom looked like? And now put the vote up, Brad. I'm working on it. <laughs> All right, Andrew, keep telling us what's the big news. Oh yeah, I am the proud owner of Goldfish, and when I say proud owner, I really what I mean is I'm an owner of Goldfish. <laughs> how pumped is the kid? So well, no, they're at my work. So here's the story. Oh. What? Uh, I was doing, I wanted to do this sermon illustration. I've wanted to do this illustration for a long time. It involved goldfish. And I finally had a sermon that this worked in. And so, and I had a big fish tank that I needed. At, it just happened to be at the church. And so finally I said, all right, I'm doing this illustration with goldfish. And so I went, I bought goldfish. And basically, the illustration is you have the goldfish in like a small bowl and you put the bowl in the tank, in the big tank, and they won't leave the bowl. They stay in the bowl. Like that's yeah. essentially it. And so I was talking about um, Peter walking on water and taking a risk and cool, 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 living cool, with cool. regrets. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> now I have goldfish. People were really concerned after the sermon about the well-being of the goldfish. Okay, so I think we've got an ethical issue on our hands here. Um, I put. Like, I think I put it up, by the way. I can't tell, but I'm pretty sure yeah, it's, it's up. up there. I voted. But I, I think we have an ethical issue here. Like, <laughs> like I feel if PETA caught wind of this, that they would smear so your church in red paint. I, I made the decision before I bought the goldfish that I was not buying goldfish to doom them to death. And so... I've done everything. I'm pretty possible. sure. 
to make sure that they have lived a full life so far. And I went back to the store. I bought some nice rocks for the bottom of my bowl. I spent way too long picking a color. Uh, They're going to have a good life in my office, but I'm not bringing them home because I do not want to have a fish thing going on here where I have to keep replacing goldfish when oh, I yeah. die and stuff. So they live in my office. That's fair. Yeah. Goldfish is take- one thing goldfish is one thing to replace, but I've I know of people who've got caught in the cycle of hamster replacement. Ugh. And it's a never ending just dead hamster, new hamster. Hope kid doesn't un- doesn't uh, realize. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I have goldfish. I promise to take good care of them until they pass. Well, we're gonna have a weekly gold check. Well, uh, gold goldfish. Well, definitely check. dead before next episode. Thank you, will, Mitchell. Yeah, I'll update you next episode. Proof of life. Yeah, my brother uh, Mitchell says definitely dead before next episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bradley, that's good. Andrew, anything else from your end, man? No, I'm good. All right. Brad, what's going on? Oh my goodness, uh, Matthew! It's been it's been it's been a week, but it's been a good week, um, as you alluded to. I was in O'Leary PEI, our our home church, where uh, you and I met uh, for a youth rally, and this was the first youth rally that I've been able to go to in the last six years, where I wasn't um, one of the organizers and administrators of it. And, and so for the last six years, every time I've gone, um, I've, I've not really been able to, you know, uh, be present with, with my own specific youth group. Cause I'm always kind of, you okay there, Matt, you got a big smile on. I'm reading comments about, yeah, there's not a lot of hope for your fish. No, there isn't. <laughs> Anyway, so this was this was the first rally that I got to actually kind of be present with with my youth group, and uh, and that was really great. It was a, a blessing, and uh, it was a great weekend. We had um, fan. If if anyone here is like an original listener from way back when we began, we had fan number one and two, and um, and Tyler Hobbs. It was our fan number one, if I remember correctly. There were only two, and yet I still confuse them. Um, Tyler Hobbs was one of our fans, and he was the speaker for the weekend. And it was really cool because he showed up and he said he had prepared and prepped and had all these messages leading up to the event. And then as he got there, the Lord uh, was like, no, I've got something different for you to say. And and so he followed the Spirit's leading, and it was a phenomenal, phenomenal time. Now, as you know, with any, with any event like this, uh, it's great to have these moments and time together that's, if you want to call it a crisis moment or a point of decision. And lots of teens came to the altar and made decisions. Some of my own teens made some pretty um, uh, significant decisions. And now it's the discipleship after. It's the, it's the life in between. Um, if, if you're actually wanting to know and no goofs and none of that, uh, the thing I struggle with right now with rallies is specifically in the last few years, we were doing a Q&A where we would allow teens to send text messages to a certain few phone numbers um, with whatever questions they had and our panel would answer them or would um, refer them or you know what I'm saying? Like we would do our yeah. best within their scope. Which is why we do this now, really. R- this is, this, that is exactly right, Matt. Um, and, and what, well, yeah, to, to your point, what has bothered me over the years, and I haven't had an answer because, but I do and I don't, is I would get texts from the same people year after year, rally after rally with the same problem. Mm-hmm. And, and they would go to the event, they'd, you know, they'd go to the rally, they'd go to the altar, they would try to lay it down, they'd try you know, um, to be more like Christ, and, and then they would leave, and then it's, you know, it's a couple of weeks, maybe it's a month after that rally high, so to speak, and then they're back in the middle of it and nothing 
nothing is happening. So then they wind up back there. So, uh, so I still think rallies definitely have their place and they're totally, totally appropriate. And, and I love, love youth rallies. Um, so I'm not dishing on that. Don't hear what I'm not saying, but right now for me, I'm really in a place of, okay, rallies are not enough. And in fact, rallies shouldn't, yes, they're a spiritual highlight, but they shouldn't be the only time that a, that a student is like, yeah, I really met God there. It should be like, Hey, youth group on Friday night or church Sunday morning. Like I felt the presence mm-hmm. of the Lord or at home reading their devotion. And, and so, um, you know, discipleship, mentorship really plays into that. And, and that's a longer conversation, but um, so that's been my, that's been my week. And there's been other things that have happened, um, you know, throughout the week. And, but um, it's just felt like it's been a long time since we talked. So it's. So I just want to comment on what you're saying about the rallies and stuff. And I would, I just want to say, like, I agree. I, rem- I remember as a young adult and a teen almost chasing that rally high. For sure. You, you know, looking for that moment. Camp, camp's no different. Yeah, big camp, time. Yeah, Same thing. camp high. And I almost find, I almost struggle now because that's kind of what my faith had was built on in that in those years mm-hmm. was was moving from high to high, and now, you know, I'm not looking for my faith in the same way. But it's what I had; it was like ingrained in me almost, and so it's almost a struggle to. Uh, realize that just because you're not feeling that uh, you, that same high it doesn't mean that you don't have your faith it doesn't mean you don't that, believe right. um you look you just it's not the same and that's not a bad thing it's just figuring out what that is so uh, my pastor here and I have been talking about this a lot and not to try to generalize although it's definitely going to sound like a big one um tell me what you think about this the church in north america is very much um, event-driven ministry, crisis-driven ministry, in that we create events to have the crisis moment, and and while th- those are okay, sure, um, mm-hmm. it okay, yeah, I'm with you, Matt, on that. Hmm, I'm like I'm re- I'm really I'm really right now looking at what we do, yeah. and 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 what my ministry is, um, and what can I do at my local level because that's where it happens. It happens at the local level. So, it's almost like uh, like the rally or the event or whatever it is. It's like an iceberg, right? And the, that is the top, the tip of the iceberg that you see above the water. But there's so much more to it. And if you're not focusing in on that big chunk of you know ice underneath, or the you know the rest of the relationship, or mm-hmm. how to how to walk someone continually through their faith, it's pointless. It's just surface, right? Uh, and, and There's it, so much more to it, and it's like you said, it's it 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 plays to the emotion, and then when they don't feel the same, they go, well, then it didn't, it wasn't real. And mm, yeah. and one of the things I talked to specifically with my own youth um, was after they had after they had made some pretty significant decisions, um, I said, I I don't want you to forget this moment. Like, where were you? Where were you standing? What did the Lord say to you specifically? Because in a month's time. Or tomorrow, you're not going to feel the same, and the enemy's going to say, "Well, I, that didn't really happen. That wasn't really a reality." Mm-hmm. But Matt, I took I took a couple people um, to to the 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 kitchen in the Larry Church, and I said, "This right here, where I'm standing, is where my father led me to the Lord when I was six years old." 
And then I took him uh, three windows in on the left to the fellowship hall in the old kids town room. And I said, this is where I was standing when I remember clearly hearing from the Lord about my call into ministry. And when I don't feel like being in ministry or maybe that ministry is for me, I go back to these places in my mind and go, no, this, this is, this is true. Anyway, um, so you're catching me, frankly, at a, at a real, um, holy discontent. (laughs) Can we put it like that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I totally get it. I get it. It, It's always interesting. So first you got to establish, I mean, I know that, uh, Brad, you and I believe it, Andrew, you probably do. You know, it's probably not discussed as much within your denomination, but this idea of there being a crisis in in your life, like that it's it's a pivotal part in your sanctification. Right. When we talk about something called entire sanctification in terms of a crisis point where you have a second work of grace and then you're entirely sanctified. Yeah, which can, even that, I, I'm not 100% with the, uh, uh, the uh, manual definition, but anyway, we're not talking about that. But the idea of it is <laughs> this, is, uh, is that is that you you nailed it when you said like we create these hyper intensive hyper emotional um, uh, situations and environments which are fun but then when we drive home spiritual principle after with the same heightened uh, type of uh, uh, appearance right uh, I don't know what like, the word is like, for well it. like when you like saying if I'm hearing you right like when you go when you go to do your daily devotion, it's going to feel just like this event. And when it doesn't, they go, well, this, what? Yeah. Is that kind of what you're hitting? hitting? You, you, well, no, I'm not even talking about you're getting home and carrying on kind of stuff. Okay. Which is, is the meat to the, the, which is really the meat and bones of, of the rest of your walk. But we create these situations to the point where you look across any large churches and these mega churches, which, by the way, are on their way down because there's no sustainability in it. They try and create week after week, week after week, these fantastic situations like these amazing, you know, and I, don't get me wrong. There's some, there's a lot to be said about being intentional and having quality yep. and being purposeful. I'm all for that, but not at the expense of genuine growth, genuine discipleship and connecting people with other people. So that the Sunday, even so that the Sunday morning doesn't become the rah rah, you know, kind of fire up. And so, right. I anyway, mean, we could we could do a whole other podcast, not just an episode, a whole other podcast yeah. on this one mm-hmm. stuff. I uh, and I don't know the actual numbers al- along this, but I I was at a youth conference once, and um, the guy was talking about the difference between somebody growing up in a programmed church, uh, and I, and I mean I am a person creating those programs, so. I'm kind of going against what uh, this guy said, but he looked at somebody that was raised in a program church and someone who was raised in like a country church, no programs. Everybody's integrated into, you know, Sunday morning kids are in the, do the same exact thing as adults. The kids that did the same exact thing as adults and, and grew up without those moments and those programs, you know, they're the ones that are more likely to have their faith still. Yeah, sure. It's so interesting. I, I mean, and don't get me wrong, like when we were growing up, Kids Town was pivotal for me. Uh, yeah, but as me a too. leader, not as a kid, but as a leader, it was. Yeah. Because it developed me in that way. But that that falls into that. Whereas at our church right now, um, there's the Sunday school we're at, we're at Louisville. The curriculum they lo- they use uh, is called 
uh, Worshiping Jesus. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. This curriculum, uh, because Aaron's one of the teachers in it, was written in 1927, I think. Mm -hmm. And this curriculum. And I've never seen anything like it. Um, As far as like my four-year-olds coming home and retelling me Bible stories, Hmm. but telling me, not even just telling me Bible stories, but telling me why that story is important kind of a thing. And they, and they're super intentional. So when you come in, like you're, you're quiet because it's, they're, they're instilling these practices, spiritual disciplines, really age. My kids are four and they're already working in spiritual disciplines for my children. You come in, you grab your seat, you sit down, you're nice and quiet. They go in sing a couple of songs with no, there's no big sound system blasting or lights flashing. It's they go in and they, 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 uh, the first song they sing most weeks is be still and know that I'm God. So hmm. my kids are walking around all week singing. Be still and know that I am God. <laughs> That's you know fantastic. I mean? Wow. And then and here's the thing that gets me. It, and honestly, I, nah, anyway, it like, it, it's, there's something in it that's super emotional for me is that at the end of every class, the kids are not allowed to leave until they get their blessing from their teacher. And, and, and I don't want this to sound hokey because I'm not at some no, like no, no, crazy, no. like uh, reformed or like, like strict, like, uh, like legalistic a- church. That's not at all what Louisville's like. They're just so intentional. So my kids go over, the youth leader uh, is down on uh, her hands and knees or on her knees, looking the kid right in the eye. And, and there's this one lady, Debbie, uh, I don't even know her last name. But just the way she'll hold the kids by the shoulders and she'll just say something that she loves about them and appreciates about them, prays for them one-on-one, and then they walk out of the class. Hmm. Like, it's just, uh, it's spiritual discipline for a four-year-old. And getting that, getting that into their DNA now and into the DNA of the church is huge. But for a lot of churches, that's not the case. And they're looking for the new program that's going to bring revival and bring renewal when, yeah. when re- <laughs> yeah. We could, know, we could wax eloquent, eloquent on this. Well, maybe not. We could wax about it, but it would be fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Well, there you go. okay. That's a whole other podcast, which you can catch uh, later on. It's called uh, uh, how to be depressed by, I don't know. Right, by Brad. Go. Thanks. Uh, by Brad. <laughs> I'm going to just quickly let everyone know two things, Matt, before we get to you, if that's okay. Cause I want to hear what happened to you. Um, Lucas, yeah. Lucas chimed in to let us know that he's in Cuba pronounced Cuba. Yeah, we don't care, Lucas. Well, do you yeah. think we really hey, hey, want to hey. know? Yes, that's why it's there. Everyone's uh, wondering. The guy who's leaving for Las Vegas and like Viva! Yeah. Oh yeah, great. Right. Anyway, uh, and the other thing is this, and I meant to mention it off the bat. If you're watching, you may have noticed that, our, well, may, or maybe you didn't, but that our what you're what you're looking at as far as the window has changed, and the. Uh, you'll see at the bottom the intro, tiebreaker, catch-up, smorp, super fight, and outro. If you're following along, um, there's a little semicircle on top of each segment that we're on so that you can kind of track where we're at in the oh, episode. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, Andrew. Pretty cool, eh? Yeah. Um, so anyway, so now now you know, and I'll try to mention it for a little bit so people kind of catch on to it, but you can see what the episode's about and where we're at in it. So hopefully you'll enjoy that, and the website's there as well, too. Uh, anyway, sorry, Matt, what about you, man? How's the week been? Been a pretty good week, all in all. Uh, getting excited to go on vacation. Um, a, uh, I decided uh, actually, Aaron and I. So our the kids they got twenty dollars from their grandparents for Valentine's Day Ooh. each, and so they've been after us for well since Valentine's Day to go and spend it. So we were like, all right, Saturday. Excuse me, let's go to the mall, and then uh, 
And so we went to the mall. And so, you know, not that we're trying to teach them about money, but it's just kind of like, okay, you have this much money, you can buy this, 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 all this kind of stuff. So we're walking through Toys R Us. And I said to Aaron, I was like, hey, I said, uh, let's buy a puzzle. We'll buy a puzzle. Love it. Love it. And then uh, in the evenings, uh, we'll uh, we'll sit once you know, we most both of us typically work a bit in the evenings, and then we'll be like, hey, after that's done, let's sit and do the puzzle for a little bit. We're like, all right. So I just grabbed the puzzle off the shelf. So anyway, that was on Saturday. Um, I didn't realize how many pieces were in a thousand piece puzzle. When <laughs> you think I you would, it. you think you would know? <laughs> well, I mean, it's right there do, in the but title. You're just like, but you think like thousand pieces? Yeah, that's I can handle that. Like that's not bad. So anyway, all that to say, Aaron came down for one evening uh, and grew very frustrated with it. And (laughs) I've been, uh, I'm, I'm just being stubborn about it and continuing to be diligent. I haven't been Um, to work in three days. So so since, (laughs) yeah, I took, so in three evenings and I've spent probably a couple hours, hour and a half each evening at it. This is how much I've got done so far. You see that one line on the side there? (laughs) Yeah, I kid you not. That's the only bit I've got done of that puzzle so far. So, so now anyway. the puzzle has taken over your table. Am I right to say that the puzzle's in uh, control no, of the I, house? I made a table in the basement uh, to try and puzzle. keep it away from the kids. So, anyway, I, I built a puzzle table. So, what a puzzhead! What a so puzz, total puzzhead! Puzzhead, yeah. So, anyway, that's the first thing. Anyway, here's the second thing. I suffered a crazy, crazy uh, injury yesterday. Uh, oh, what which happened, I'm Matt? totally bummed out about because uh, bummed out about actually is very fitting because oh, no. um, I uh, I was super bummed because we're going to Las Vegas next week, but we're taking one whole day to go up and we're going to hike through part of the Grand Canyon. Oh, and nice. So, super excited about that. Are you taking the kid? You're not taking the kids. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, just two of us going. So yesterday I'm playing Crokinole. Uh, at lunchtime with some of the guys. <laughs> Barbara's the only one I know that's going to get injured at Crokinole. And uh, the guy I'm playing with flicks it, and the chip goes off, falls off the table. Uh, so I stand up, I go over, bend over, and a pain <laughs> oh, like no. I've never felt in my right buttocks cheek, uh, it shot right from my hip right down to my toes, and I got this rush of heat in my face. <laughs> and I turned and looked at the guys and I said, guys, I think I'm going to throw up. Like there was that much pain kind of thing. And they're like, okay, just sit down, just sit down. And I was like, I can't, I'm like, I can't move. Like if I take a step, it, it's pains if it's so anyway, um, I I'd, I'd started a new workout earlier with these things. Look them up. Bulgarian squats. I don't recommend them. I know what those are. Yeah, no fun. It sounds like a breakfast. Turns out that I tore part of my glute and uh, and uh, pinched my sciatica nerve. I guess. Oh, yeah. So I went to a massage therapist guy today, and uh, that was more painful than the actual incident, the crokinole incident. Is it? (laughs) Do you say crokinole or crokinole? I say what? It's spelled with an L, but do you say crokinole or crokinole? Andrew? No. I okay. said crokinole. I say crokinole. Yeah, me too. I think it's a PEI thing. Anyway, oh. so I got the massage therapist thing, and I'm, it's actually loosened up a little bit today, so I'm I'm hopeful to be able to do the hike next week. But 
Anyway, You're that's a brave person for telling that story. Hey, that's Scott, fun. welcome. I didn't see you oh, join. Yeah, Scotty, puzzles and croaking. <laughs> you have You're to pace yourself. Man. You have to pace yourself, dude. Uh, my oh, my question was: Were you losing Croken No or Noel at that time? Uh, no. I was just wondering if I was whipping. Yeah, I, I was just wondering whipping. if this was your as way soon as out. you hurt yourself. Did you think this is a great story for the podcast? Oh uh, well, no. I was in a lot of pain. Yeah, I was in a lot of pain. Uh, sciatica is not is not something to mess around with, and is yeah. not fun, Matt. All right, you guys let it ride. I'll, I gotta step over for one sec. I'll be back. Sure. Well, we're gonna move on, ladies and gentlemen, to our smorp for the evening. I know we've already had some pretty good conversation, but we also want to have a look at some scripture. So he's still there. There he goes. He's finally exited. Bye, Matt. Well, no, we're Jamie watching it. Like Lucas. We're watching it. Oh, look! There. Did you know that there were three little trees behind him this whole time? I'm just gonna. <laughs> Just hiding in his name, tucked away. I'm looking at what looks like a name tag. Uh, well, when he initially did that, you could see all that. I think. Do you? Do you, I don't remember seeing the trees. Do you think he put those there so that he would know that they were there his, and that no one else his, would? Uh, girls do the trees. I don't. I have no idea. I feel like they snuck down and did the trees. Oh, really? Okay. We'll have to, we'll have to ask him when he gets back. Sure. Well, um, Andrew. Shall we get into the smorp, my man? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So the smorp tonight comes from Romans chapter 11, verses 1 to 6. And we're reading out of the ESV, which I took some heat for earlier. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I'm just, I, I just, I'm lightly asked. Uh, you, you, all you asked was why I chose it. And I said, it's just the one I read from. So anyway, reading from the ESV, uh, and the title on it is The Remnant of Israel. It says this <clears throat> I ask then, has God rejected his people? By no means, for I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah, how he appeals to God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets, they have demolished your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. But what is God's reply to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. So too, at the present time, there is a remnant, a remnant sorry, chosen by grace. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace would, ha would no longer be grace. So I'm just going to copy that quickly and uh, toss it into chat for people if they want to follow along. Um... Paste and go. All right. Uh, so feel free um, to take a second and, and read that if you'd like. And and um, what we do is we, we call it the SMORP, and I'm sure everyone that's watching probably knows, but if you don't know, it's called SMORP. SMORP is an acronym that stands for Scripture, Message, Obedience, Repentance, and Prayer. And basically, we go through each one of these segments, and there's some guided questions to help us just really listen to see what the Lord is saying to us and what's, what kind of... Uh, sticks out to us. And it's just another way to help us uh, to remember the key items in our daily devotional walk with Jesus. So our first one is uh, scripture. So as we were reading that, was there any words or phrases, anything that stood out to you in that scripture? Uh, Andrew, I'll toss to you if if you're ready, because there's no one else to toss. To. Well, I mean, I tossed to you anyway. So much pressure. <sighs> okay. okay. It's okay. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, 
the, I guess the overall theme of, of, or what I'm taking from this is the idea of, you know, has God rejected his people or has God rejected you? Um, and the story of Elijah really, I, I really like the story of Elijah and this, what they're referencing here is I believe he's just finished hiding in a cave for a long time. Right. Right. Um, right. Is that right? I think so. You know? Yeah. And so he's, and he's like, I mean, there's, there's yeah, what the reference was, is. Yeah. Basically there's people that say he was like clinically depressed at this point. He was so down and, mm-hmm. you know, he's coming out and saying, you know, that, you know, they've killed everybody. I'm the only one left. Uh, and, and God's saying, no, you're not right. There's people, you know, I still have people on my side that, you know, I, I got waiting and, and then, uh, you know, verse five. So too, at the present time, there is a remnant. There's again, mm-hmm. there's now at this time, there's people that are still, um, that God hasn't rejected that, that God believes in. And I mean, this almost goes a little bit along with what we were talking about earlier in terms of, um, struggling to connect, you know, with God, maybe after you've already connected with God mm-hmm. at an event or whatever, uh, and feeling like you've been abandoned, feeling like God has, um, you know, is not answering you. And, and um, I just love this reminder here, you know, that you can feel like Elijah, you can feel so lost, feel like you're the only one. And, and God is saying, no, no, you're not. Uh, and that's, you know, it's an encouragement to me at least to know that, um, you know, God, God's never going to reject you. You may feel that way, but right. um, at the end of the day, you know, God has those people. God, you know, you're not the only one kind of thing. I, I got to be honest. I, I'm really going off the same thing you are. Um, specifically, though, um, the, the observation that stood out to me was, was similar to yours. So, too, at the present time, there is a remnant that today, if, if, if we were, I know that this was written at a specific time and specifically to the church in Rome, but if I look at this and apply it to today, um, sometimes it just feels like you're alone mm. and, and you hear of, you know, churches, the church in North America in decline and, and laws and, and bills that are being trying to be passed and different stuff that just looks like, Oh my goodness, what's happening around us. Scary. It, it is. And, um, to remember that that God is still with us. The other thing, though, to to your point of Elijah and his feelings, um, what did God say? It said, "Do you not know what the Scripture says of Elijah?" And and I guess what stood out to me was that in in this was was do you not know what the Scripture say? Like. Mm. It's one thing to feel, and our our feelings do not dictate the reality. And, and what we're feeling is real. I'm not trying to say that your feelings aren't real, but I guess what I'm saying is is the fact that, well, if you feel like God's not there, that is not that does not mean that the reality is that God is not there. I like that your feelings don't dictate the reality. Right. Um, we had uh, actually at a rally uh, maybe a year and a half ago or longer. Had a, um, he was been on the podcast actually, Christian counselor Dwight Ingersoll, and and I'll, I just will not forget something that he said because he was talking about um, Christian mental health, and and he said your your feelings are real, um, but your response, sorry, he said your I said I'd never forget, and then I messed it up. He said your your feelings are natural, 
your response needs to be supernatural. And, and it was just like this light went off. And, uh, but, but for me, what I sense the Lord saying in this reading to me, I'm going to jump down or, or Matt, actually, sorry. Welcome back. No, go to the next one. Cause I'm, I'm, I gotta play catch up here. Okay. Um, <clears throat> for me, the same thing jumped out to you. And, and what I sense the Lord saying to me is uh, that I'm not alone, you know, and even with what we've been talking about, like, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one thinking this stuff and, and working this stuff out and thinking there must be more. So that's where I'm at. All right. Oh yeah, I'm the one leading the charge here. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot. Um, so Matt, what we've been taught, we've been going through the scripture um, and you know the drill we've been going through, if anything stood out to us or what we sense the Lord saying. So did you want to jump in with any thoughts? Um. I'll just really shallow here uh, just because I don't, I don't know what Tari even said. So uh, uh, the big part for me was at the end, but if it, but if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise grace would no longer be grace. Mm-hmm. And that is such a straightforward, such a simple um, concept, not concept reality. Yet we still confuse what grace is. Um, and sometimes it's because we, we hinge it to, uh, to works other times because we think we're graceful yet we really don't understand what it means to demonstrate it. But mm. for me, that's kind of the kick in the pants of just like grace is grace. Uh, no stipulation, no, you know, no necessities of do this first because it's not by works. Right. I see. I'm a helper. I'm a doer. I like to feel like I'm, you know, earning it. Getting, yeah. Earning it. And so it's just like a, it, you almost have to fight that where, you know, I, I like to go and do those, you know, I do work at the church and I, but I have a specific job and there's all these little things that really aren't my responsibility. Um, and there's people that would do them, but I like to feel like I'm helping and doing those extra things. Um, and I have to, you know, almost check yourself in terms of why are you doing that? Are you, are you, trying to earn someone's favor or you're trying to earn God's favor. Do you? And so it's kind of, it's not a big struggle for me, but it is something that comes up. I wonder if that comes back to where we find our value, where we think our value lies in yeah. or you know, our identity is, is our vocation or our job. I don't know. Okay, a, we got to actually had a question just come in. Sure. Um, I, I didn't see it. Where? Here, uh, no, it was just sent to me anonymously. It says this, it says, okay, so, all right. I haven't read it yet, so uh, be patient. With why, me. why don't you give it a quick scan first before you read it live? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, we can wait. Dun, 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 okay. Who? Here we go. You ready? I, well, maybe. It's no. such a it's such a good question, and I I'm afraid. So what I'll say is we're going to do our best on this, but I'm not sure that we're going to give a, an answer that would satisfy. But um, I'm glad you asked the question. It says, so what if you're praying for something or something that lines up with what God wants for years and years and years, and all you keep getting is wait and wait and not yet? How do you keep going? And how do you believe that something is going to happen and that it is actually going to happen? So that's one of those questions that are really the basics of, of faith that I don't know that anyone can give an answer that would ever satisfy. Is that fair? I think that's fair. And I think that it's it, not to 
cop out on the answering the question, but it's so difficult to answer the question because I think it's so dependent on the individual in terms of, you know, why, why do they know for sure that this lines up what God wants for them? And, um, you know, just, I guess stuff like that, like you almost have to answer. I could answer it based on, you know, situations that I've gone through, but it doesn't mean it's really going to help. Which I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to do that, Andrew, but at the same time, I think that's often the best way to answer that question is, Hey, I don't know why God says wait. Hmm. And I don't know why that we may even have this sense of God saying, this is what I have for you. And and you need to wait in that. So, um, but I do know that in sharing our experiences, and again, that's what I'm asking you to do, though, that it can be an encouragement to others. I will today. share, like, I don't, I don't have any problem sharing it. And it, I basically already shared it anyways when I shared my story. But I, from, you know, a teenager had felt a calling into ministry, into full-time ministry. And partially my own doing, um, that didn't happen for a very long time. Um, but I still continually felt that call. I still continually prayed. Uh, and there was times when I really, really prayed a lot. And that was my main focus and my main goal. And it still didn't happen when I thought it was going to happen. And it was probably over 10 year period where I worked through this, worked through me hindering myself from doing it. And also worked through, you know, when was the right time for God. And now that I'm here in full-time ministry and I look back on all that, I'm good. I know, I understand, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I understand why it took so long. I understand all the things that I had to go through and I'm grateful for a lot of the stuff that I went through in order to get to this point. It, this is a tough one. And I think Andrew, you, you said it, um, it kind of depends on the person and the situation and what it could be. So it's, it's hard to give some kind of definite answer. Um, I, all I know is this scripture jumped to my mind when, when you read, read it, Matt, and I'm not just trying to give a, a scripture as a blanket statement and then there, but um, it's interesting that you, this question's interesting because actually um, a conversation I had with a leader just a couple of nights ago, we're talking about ministry and this person was trained for something totally different than ministry. And when that vocation wasn't uh, available for him anymore, he was like, well, what, what has this been? And, and the Lord kept telling him to wait. And he would go, he would wait and wait and years went by and he would go out into the woods and like go make specific time set apart to talk with God to figure out, hey, what's coming next? And the Lord would just say, wait, wait. And it wasn't until recently that that, that waiting period has, has, has ended and he's coming into now what the Lord's call him, called him to. But he shared this scripture um, and in his specific story, there was a little bit of, of suffering that he talked about. And I'm not saying that there's suffering in, in this listener's example, but it says in Romans 5, 3 to 5, not o- I'm reading in the ESV, sorry, Andrew, not only that, Uh, Sorry, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. My answer to someone like to whoever's listening would be this is I don't know. Um, I don't know 
when that will change other than don't give up. Um, keep, keep asking, you know, keep talking with him about it. And, um, the one thing that we know from scripture, and I think we've seen it is that endurance does produce character and character produces hope. So don't give up if you, you know, um, go ahead, Matt. And I'm going to add to that is that when we talk about hope, that doesn't necessarily mean hope for what you think it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. But instead, hope in the knowledge of knowing, and this is, I don't want this to sound like a cheesy no. Christianese answer, but hope in, in the knowledge that his ways are higher than our ways. And that, and that there's an element of trust in there, mm-hmm. even if it means years and years and years, which, you know, I've experienced aspects of that in my life and it's frustrating and, and it's difficult. But it comes back again to what what Brad had said is, is it builds through this hope. Or this hope comes through character, comes through endurance. But just if you can remind yourself that his whatever plans I've got laid are, are will not compare to what God has in store for me. My last two thoughts are are this: right now, can you say that you know that you are in the center of God's will for your life, even in this waiting period? And if the answer is yes to that, then then stay in that period because what we just said and what scripture says is about the fact that this waiting period is actually growing you to become you know, what the Lord needs for that next, whatever that looks like, if I, if I could be so bold to say it like that, um, it is, um, I lost my second thought, fellas. Oh, someone like that. Thanks, Scott. <clears throat> it is... Um, be in the center of his will right now for where you are. And, and if you don't stay the course, this, this waiting period will be wasted and you won't become who you are to become. Uh, we've, the three of us could testify to periods in our life where we grew. And was it the most fun? No, but you stay the course and stay close to Jesus and you come out stronger on the other side. Um, I'm not going to read this, but I will just suggest James chapter one uh, verses two to 16 could be uh, helpful. Yeah. The testing of your faith. I had it queued up. Hmm. Um, Fantastic. Thank you to whoever sent that in. Appreciate the question. It's a good one. Not an easy one, by the way. And so we're not trying to give some kind of flippant response that where we just got it all in the bag, but that's you're, you're living it right now. And we'll uh, we'll commit to praying for you. I know that much. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, gentlemen, if we were to bring things back onto the, onto our scripture here, uh, we we've been talking about the remnant that God will continue to have a remnant, and even when things look like they're falling all around, there God is still with us, and we are not alone. I think if I could sum that scripture up, that would be how I would sum it up. Good. Um, I think I think we've done our smorp. We've had a lot of good smorp discussion and a lot of other good discussion. Uh, I agree. I, I completely agree. So agree. so much so, I I really don't want to end with a super fight. If you guys are chill with that, I never want to end with a super. I know fight. that. Hey hey, you be supportive. <laughs> At least yeah. on air. Yeah, that's right. But I th- I think uh, if we can, if everyone will allow us, I think the energy would dictate here that we move into uh, 
a nice little outro. Absolutely. Word. Word. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the last, um, well, it looks like we've been on for 55 minutes. It's a hit the hour. Yeah, we, we finally did it. Thank you everyone for, for being with us. And uh, remember to pray for our, the other quarter of our host, Lucas, as he's traveling in Cuba with his family. I'm not praying for him. He's having too much fun. <laughs> we actually haven't heard from him whether he's there or not. Actually, I'm going to pray that he doesn't get a sunburn because he is an indoor cat. And if he's out in the sun for more than 30 seconds, I'm afraid oh, that dear. he will just get completely. He was going to the tanning bed before Look, he was getting a base layer. We're going to listen. If we keep talking about Lucas, if we keep talking really? about Lucas, we're going to go over our hour. Oh, that'd be awesome. Andrew, remind us of something that's, that's, uh, uh, forthcoming. Oh, pounds and peppers. So I know I went on this big rant about how we needed to stick to a specific date, which is supposed to be next, <laughs> next week. week. But Lucas probably isn't going to be back and Matt is going to be gone. So it makes zero yeah. sense. So we're moving it to the week after March 10th. Are you sure? I, sh- I shouldn't challenge you in front of everyone. I'm not, cha- I, I'm not challenging. I just feel like it's pointless unless we're all p- part of it. Yeah, I agree. And I'm I'm leaving Saturday, so I'm not like even going to be able to weigh in anytime close to. I just feel bad because the people have been waiting. I don't think they have. Been. <laughs> I don't think they have either. But <laughs> yeah. I wanted to give it the benefit. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so sorry to the one person that might care. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Well. Um, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we would love tiebreaker. We think is a fantastic segment that we're looking forward to doing more. So please go to the website, oxfordholyclub.ca and drop us uh, your situation. Is it, it is not oxfordholyclub.com. <laughs> Thank you. Oh boy. Uh, head to that website and submit your tiebreaker situation. You can, uh, submit a question if you want. You can also, um, look at merch from there anyway. Don't forget that you can follow our podcast as well uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also on YouTube. Yeah, I'm reading Lucas's lines at Oxford Holy Club. And if you do use our socials, use the hashtag OH Club, or you can also email, if that's still a thing, uh, Oxford Holy Club at gmail.com. And as we did at the front of the episode, we would love to have a five star rating on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to this on. And if you do that, we'll read it on the air. And please go visit OxfordHolyClub.com. Thank you, Andrew. And there's so much you can do there. You can send in your tiebreakers. You can send us another anonymous question. Um, We're so grateful that you guys trust us to discuss those questions. And, and, you know, we don't know if we're always going to help, but we (laughs) love to be able to have that dialogue. And uh, you can also browse the merch. I'm waiting for my shirt any day. No, oh, I can't day, wait to see it. It's coming in the mail. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Does the, the video uh, app we use, Zoom, does it have an app? Yes, it does. Oh, guys, I'm tuning in from Las Vegas next week for a few minutes. Fantastic. We'll, we'll bring All you right. in on location. Right. Our, okay. our agent the in the field. Table. You'll have to, you'll have to, t- I'm not gambling, Andrew, when I'm down there. <sighs> Good heavens, man. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, you'll just have to text me to remind me. All right, on that, we don't pay to advertise. So any growth that we have comes from you sharing us with others. So do it. Thank you, gentlemen, for taking the evening. And uh, what a good evening. Uh, yep. Looking forward to seeing you all next week. But until next time, keep spiritually fit and have fun.